0: all right all right well uh <clears throat> hello everybody you know welcome to week uh, three of pursuit for purpose we're here you know we made it i'm mm-hmm. extremely thankful for those of you who have gotten on the call and and to those of you who will listen at another time and you know the weird thing is honestly I, i'm also thankful and grateful for those that the mission hasn't touched yet you know we're all on our own journey and we're all on our own time and if it makes an impact today, if it makes an impact tomorrow, if it makes an impact six months from now, for somebody listening to a video today, man, that's that's everything. So for the people that are here that have not been in the previous Zoom meetings, uh, which you know a lot of you have, I'll give you a brief overview of what we're doing here. Pursuit for Purpose has come to life with you in mind. We're trying to help feed you the simple, powerful principles, pillars, disciplines, and perspectives that will assist you in making the best decisions that lead you towards molding yourself into the human you know you want to be. There have been roadmaps that have been laid before us in many different fashions, and we'll learn from those who have prospered and succeeded using these same principles. Maybe this is your right time to start working on yourself a little bit more than you have in the past. So this week, we're going to build upon last week's meeting of discipline and talk about accountability. Accountability is simply defined as an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. For me, that simple definition expanded, is the things we choose to say we will do, we will do. And if we don't, we must take ownership and awareness of our shortcomings and make the changes necessary to match the values that we claimed into the world. Accountability is hard. No way around it. Many times, from a personal experience, it's easier to not be accountable to yourself. But it's much harder not to follow through with the things you claim you will do when you're held accountable for your actions to others you are working on the things with. We've all heard it before. What do you do when no one is looking? That's true accountability. We have a tendency, a tendency to self-protect when it comes to our shortcomings. We can make excuses as to who or what prevented us from accomplishing a task, but the people and groups that take full responsibility move forward stronger, together, and learn from their mistakes instead of letting them hold us back. Accountability is the glue that can keep a system together through the different challenges we all will face but hold a common goal together that brings us back to focus, intention, and direction. We stress this now as a means again to use our sport choice as an opportunity to gain the skills needed to translate to the most important areas and times of our life that will be present long after our sport is gone from our daily lives. With a skill, yes skill, learned such as accountability, you possess the servant leader capabilities that will not will show not only yourself, but any group you are in that you'll fight to accomplish the goals that you have set out together. And actually listening to a podcast that our guest was on, he shared something profound from a great mind in baseball and a personal mentor of his, Augie Garrido about the sport of baseball. And I'll, I'll paraphrase this, but how it's always defined as a sport of failure, but he doesn't like that because if you take back the power of language and start treating it as a sport of opportunity instead, we can learn from the actions and and that not go our way and use it as a chance to grow this is now the perfect time to introduce this week's guest and we're very 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 lucky to have this mind with us this week as i believe honestly he's on the precipice of something great within the sport and also in mental training he's got a wealth of knowledge and experience in this game he's also a member of the 1995 naia national champion bellevue university team their team actually just recently got enshrined in the Hall of Fame out there, and has been fortunate enough to have some fantastic mentors that have guided him along the way, such as the previously mentioned Augie Garrido, Doug Williams, Mike Evans, and more. He currently serves the director of player development for Division One University of San Francisco. And please welcome me and welcome me and welcoming Craig Gianino. Craig, thanks for joining us, man. cool Kirk? What an introduction.
1: <laughs> we're talking about accountability i don't know that i need to talk about accountability after that opening you laid it out for us pretty clear brother i appreciate, no, it, I appreciate it i appreciate i appreciate what you stand for in the mission and what the direction you're going and and i appreciate all of you guys that are taking time out of your evening to to come jump on a call and and just have a conversation i'm i'm no um polished speaker by any stretch i just uh I hope I can give you some things that you, you might pick up, or if anything else, I hope it validates what you already do, whether you're a coach or, or a player. Um, but I know the topic is accountability, and I think Kirk, you know, you touched on it. Do, am I supposed to get into talking about it right now?
0: Yeah, no, please go go right into head anything oh, okay. that you got you know. on the heart. Let it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I I think it's I think it's the one. Well, it's one of many, but I think it's it's the probably the biggest skill separator um, just in life whether you're you' whether you're playing baseball or you're just trying to be the best version of yourself as a person um, it's a valuable skill separator and I think when I think of accountability I think of and you said it earlier um, do you do what you say you're gonna do do the actions match what you what your mouth says and I think it has to do with a player accepting total responsibility for for both personal and professional uh, behaviors and performances cuz we're always performing, right? Like Kirk, you you know you're opening, that was a performance, right? I mean you're being yourself, but that's a performance. I'm sitting here talking to and I'm talking with you. I I really don't want to talk at you cuz this is this is a conversation for all of us to have together and and understand that we're all trying to grow and develop as human beings. And we're trying to help our players go out there and perform with what I believe are three ultimate elements, go out there and perform with confidence, go out there perform with some aggressiveness and go out there and perform with some relaxation. And if we can bottle that up, if I said I could bottle all that up for you guys and I say, Hey man, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you for free. Would you guys take it? Would you take the confidence? would you take the aggressiveness? would you take the relaxation? give me a head nod if you're with me on that and if you disagree like disagree like I it's this is this is just what I believe. um I don't have any scientific data to back any of it other than experience being around um really really good men and really really good players um been really lucky so I think that um it, it's it's about the actions right it's about you know i think we're we're in a generation where everybody likes to tell us what they can do right back in the day like they would tell us but then they go do it and if they didn't do it there'd be a fist fight right um well i don't know if you guys are old enough on the call for this but um but now it's it's to a point where like man i can't i don't need to listen to what you're going to say i just need you i just need you to do i need the actions to match and so when i think of accountability i think of ego as well I think of why is it so hard sometimes for players, for people, for human beings to take responsibility for their actions? And I think that before you can be accountable, you have to, you have to really take two steps back. You have to learn how to become self-aware of yourself. And once you become self-aware, then you need to learn how to become self-responsible for yourself. And then that leads into this accountability piece, right? Because I think that, you know, for the players on the call, and I'll speak to the players as a a coach, one of the greatest um, lessons that we try to help young players and all players with is how fast can they learn to lead themselves? How fast can they take ownership of all their responsibilities, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's. In their relationships, whether it's on the field, and really, really take ownership of that. And so, I, I I break it down for our players, sort of like in 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 a process that's tiered in three levels. And it's it's nothing new. Like I, any everything I'm going to talk about tonight, it's nothing that I invented. Like I'm not smart enough. Um, I just have taken things that i believe in and that i align with and i try to sort of fit them to what creates my process um, in trying to help teach and mentor and just guide people and so when you talk about ken revisa the late ken revisa who was a icon in the mental game you know he broke down the levels of learning in three stages he broke it down and know it do it and own it and i think a lot of people in general, whether you're an athlete or you're just, you're just going to school, get stuck in the know it and do it stage. And really what we, wanna, we want is we want you to own your process. We want you to own everything that you do and every responsibility that you have. And so ways that I teach that is that, and, and I would just say go online and Brian Kite is a, is a great follow on Twitter. And he breaks it down in very simple forms. He, he just, and I learned this from Mike Evans and you talked about Mike Evans. He was my head coach at, at Bellevue University. And his big thing was like, I, I we will not make excuses. Like it was like ingrained into us, like zero excuse making. And so, so I take it a step further to right now, we talk about no BCDs, right? I didn't say CBDs, like I'm not trying to talk about drugs on here. Um, I'm not talking, you know, he says, you know, no blaming, no complaining, and no defensiveness. So can you go through your day without blaming somebody, without complaining about something, and without being defensive? Um, and we get you, get, you know, the players that come in, and I'm sure you've all experienced a coach trying to teach, or and a moment happens, and a situation happens, and it's not a real comfortable situation for the player and players, you know, that are on the call maybe think about yourself in this situation. And, and it's really uncomfortable because the performance outcome wasn't in your favor. And we're trying to teach you and you want like, but coach, you know, the, the, the universal, but coach, and there's sort of this palms up reaction. Right. And it's like, no, no, no. Like we just need, this is a, this is a learning experience here. Let's, let's take the time to step back and try to actively listen and engage, take the message from the coach and how he's trying to help you get better. And, and then learn from it and move on. And I think that when we're not accountable, the biggest disadvantages of that is that we learn, we, we actually, pro, we actually prolong the learning process. And we actually take, it, it actually takes away from our development. And so I think the players that I've experienced and I've been lucky enough to coach really good players. And I, I tell you, I'll be the first one to tell you, like huh, I was around, really, I've been around really good players. So you take, I had just a couple of days ago, the 10th pick over on the draft in 2019. He played for me in high school, Hunter Bishop. He's in the Arizona Fall League. He just finished up. Okay. He played in the All-Star game and I was talking to him. And uh, I said, hey man, what's the biggest lesson you've learned since you've been in pro ball and you have all these expectations on you? And he just lit, simply just said, like, I just started to stop making excuses and started to take accountability for me and everything that I do. And what I've realized when I did that is that I was able to move on to the next thing quicker and learn and grow. And it became, it's starting to become a process for him, but he's 23 years old. And he's still trying to figure it out. Right. I'm 50 years old. I'm still trying to figure it out. So I think, I think like, if we can teach our players that to eliminate the, 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 the blaming, the complaining, the excuse making and understand that like, we just, we're just all trying to get better coach or player. We're just all trying to learn and get better. Um, And so I can't just tell you that, right. I can't just give you like, Hey, we're just going to not complain, not make excuses and, and not um, become defensive. Then I got to give you something, right. I got to give you a solution. And I think that's the next piece of accountability is, you know, how quickly can your players and can you guys on the call, like, think about yourself, like, are you a, are you do you get stuck in the problem or are you a solution seller? Do you find ways to to problem solve and solve the problem, or do you just get stuck there? And then it's like, what do I do? And I think that a great strategy around that is when you when you're when you want to go down that rabbit hole of making an excuse for yourself. What if you just said to yourself, doesn't matter, get better? Like just it doesn't feel good right now. Like, I get it, it's uncomfortable, but welcome to life, it's really uncomfortable. Welcome to this really difficult game. It sucks, it it's, doesn't care about you. It has no feelings, Austin. It does not care about you, Austin. It does not care about you, brother, it doesn't. And it's it's gonna humble you in many different ways, right? And so the more respect we give it, it might like eventually like, you know, on certain days be nice to you. But <laughs> so so the question becomes, if I were to ask you to self-reflect, and I think the, the greatest players are the ones that are able to take complete ownership of their responsibilities, whether it's on the field, off the field, and hold themselves accountable first, because you can't hold anybody else accountable until you can hold yourself accountable. Um, and so I think it's a great skill, and I think that it's it's a tough skill for 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 people in general because let's well, just talk in the baseball context. It's a tough skill because it's it's and I was talking to Kirk about this earlier today. It's it, it's a mental skill, fellas. Like it's a mental skill. Like if you can be great at a mental skill, become a black belt in accountability for yourself. But it takes work, it takes effort, it takes the same amount of time you put into. The offensive side of the game takes the same amount of time you put into the defensive side of the game takes the same amount of time you put into the base running side of the game, but it's not sexy. It's not pretty. It's, 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 it takes effort. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes forgiveness. Um, but it's a separator. So if it's a separator, why are we still making excuses? Why are we still complaining about the weather? Why are we still complaining about it's too cold? Why are we still complaining about, you know, when I land on the mound, it's just it feels uncomfortable. Like you got to find a way to overcome. And I think the ones that are so, so it leads me, so accountability leads to mental toughness. Right. So I think the more, the more that you find ways to not go down that and not allow yourself to make an excuse or complain about something, the more toughness and the more resilience you're developing in yourself as a person and as a player and at the end of the day like for you guys on this call like when you go onto the field in competition there's nothing more I want for you than to to be able to use your mind as a weapon um, on on the field and that takes the skill of what was talked about last week discipline and, and and we're talking about accountability this week but I would just say you know and, and you you guys have, you guys have been around it, you, you've you seen it, you know exactly who you can trust, who you can't trust, who's, who's going to follow through with what they say and who's not going to follow through with, with what they say. And so there's, there's street cred that's gained, and there's street cred that's lost. Right. And so I would just say that that's my, you know, sort of my long winded um, sort of, you know, response to accountability. <clears throat> and, and it's it's an elusive skill, but I think that I think you guys know it and you can see it when and you can feel it when you know that someone's being accountable for themselves.
0: Craig, that was that was awesome. I mean, I probably got a half a page of nuggets already that I decided to write down. That man, and and then guys, I'm telling you as well, you got to make sure to check out Craig's Twitter and uh, and make sure to check out his uh, his pin tweet that he's got up there. Great interview podcast that he had. Uh, that it just full of full of great stuff with two good minds talking about mental performance and training. So make sure to check that out for yourself as well. So I'm going to go through and, uh, and ask uh, coach Craig, a couple of questions. Real, real uh, quick though, Kurt, can I ask yeah, one question to the group? Yep, please. And I
1: don't want them. I don't want them to answer this. I just want them. I, it, it'll close out the first part of our conversation, I guess just want them to. And cause I, I try to ask it to myself every single day. And then I ask it to our players. Um, but can, do you count on yourself? Number one, do you count on yourself every single day? Do, can others count on you? Can others count on you? And it's just a self-reflective process that I try to try to, you know, use for myself as just a person and a professional. And then, and then I ask our players the same questions. But I also go ask them, I also ask, you know, are you reliable? Are you reliable? Can I trust you? Do your teammates trust you? Do the people in the organization trust you? And it's it's sort of a, it's, it's, it can be messy and it can be it could be uncomfortable. And, and that's okay, but I think it's it just it's 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 a process for each individual to sit with. But I think it really helps teams when you go to the macro of the whole group and you're trying to achieve greatness. I think it's a great process that, that, that is um, that they, they start to understand when you ask those questions frequently and it's, it becomes a norm. And then, then they start wanting to be those dudes. Like I want my teammates to trust me, you know, but, but, you, but, but based on your behaviors and based on your actions, they tell a different story. Right. So, you know, so, so that's, that's something I think that it's, it's, an, it's, it's been a valuable and effective strategy. The other piece with accountability and I'll end on this is that I think we're really good. We're really, really good at negotiating with ourselves. I did it this morning. I woke up and uh, I'd got that message last night. And then Kirk had texted me and I was like, man, I got to go to the gym and I'm like, I really don't want to go to the gym. And, I was like negotiating in my mind. And I'm like, am I going to go? Am I not going to go? And I was like, you're making this harder than it has to be. And I'm like, I got to go. And I went and I acted on it, but like, but we, we have these, like we play this little tape in our head, right. We negotiate with ourselves. And I would just say like, man, win those negotiations, you know, nine times out of 10, every once in a while, you know, you're going to lose one of them. Right. But if you can win the inner, you know, the, the, the internal negotiation that you have with yourself and your mind, Cause you made yourself a promise. I know you made yourself a promise the night before. Um, can you, can you keep your promises to yourself?
0: <laughs> That's awesome, Greg. And, and I appreciate you adding all of those last bits because genuinely as, as we talk about this topic and we're going to be getting into where guys, I, we want to hear from you, the both of you, we're going to want to hear from you after we get done asking uh, coach Craig a couple of questions, but here's, here's where the honest truth falls. We're all, unaccountable to ourselves at different times you know this is not an area that any of us have ever even been close to perfect on where we think we're going and 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 heck the most of us uh you know jason myself craig uh, coach low the 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 guys with a little bit more life experience man we've probably failed and been unaccountable to ourselves way more than you guys as players whatever think is possible because we were in your shoes at one point being unaccountable towards our own actions. And, you know, some of you guys on the call know my own personal journey. And I I was completely unaccountable towards myself that I finally had to get accountable. And it wasn't until I actually started looking at myself and saying, hey, these are self-inflicted wounds. These are these these are my problems that I created, not anything else that anybody else put on me. Just, you know, what I put on on myself and I dug myself a deep hole, but it's been fun, you know, filling that back up with cement and try to stand on even ground and now trying to, you know, continue moving forward. So I'm going to get into uh, some questions for coach here and uh, you know, they'll, they'll be, it'll be as long as it needs, <laughs> as long as it needs to be, but ultimately we'll end up getting into some, some more dialogue from you guys because hey, I, this is where we get to have a chance to, to wear a heart on our sleeves a little bit, put it out there. What are we looking to do? What are the things that we know we need to create? Because that's where a lot of stuff comes into. And, and you'll hear, uh, you know, coach talk a little bit more about some things. But coach, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and skip the first one of what does accountability mean to you? Because you know what? You, you answered that great in, in your introduction for yourself and, and just a great knowledge for these guys. Next one that I really want to ask is, how has accountability in your life helped you get to where you are? And how will it help you keep getting to where you want to go? I think it's what I
1: just said. I think that I have a vision for myself and I'm a little late to the game though, fellas. Like I, you guys are so far ahead of me um, at your age than, than I was at mine. And I think there's a question down the road that I'll be able to, that it'll, it'll connect all the dots. But I think that, I think it goes back to this cliche quote, right? Like if I can just master taking care of all of the things that I can control in my life, and really pride myself and value take value in, you know, the little things that I can control. And then things that are outside the lanes of my control. I know that I have a choice in how I want to respond or choose to respond. I think that that's, that's sort of my process. Uh, and, and sometimes I get derailed, I'm human, um, you know, but I, I, I try to live by that daily and I try to I try to match the actions with what I say and if I say I'm going to call you I'm going to call you and if if I if I make a mistake and I'm late to calling you I'm going to be like and I'm sorry like I have no excuse I just didn't get to it or I I I, you know I screwed up and uh so I think that that's you know that's for me that's that's pretty much it with that that one I mean there's not not much to it for me on that like I'm pretty simple guy I'm not that smart so I try to make all the, like, complex things as simple as possible for me <laughs> because, you know, I, like I said, I, I'm really not that smart. I just have a lot of experience because I've been around a lot of teams and players, um, and I've been lucky because selfishly, I need you guys. Like, I, the guys that are on this call, selfishly, I need the, 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 the players that I get to see on a daily basis because the fact of the matter is, is that they teach me more than I'll ever teach them, and that's, that's, I really believe that in my heart, like, in the depths of my heart, because, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but it's just like, man, these dudes, you guys on this call, you have such brilliant minds, and like, how, as coaches, are we not tapping into what, how the mind works, how the mind ticks, what motivates you, what inspires you, and when we're working in team environments, like, man, we, we got to hear from you, we got to hear what what you want, what can make it a great experience for you, whether it's for one year, four years. And, and I think the, this idea of players driving it and it becoming a player driven environment. Oh man, that's where some magic can happen.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. And and you're stealing something that I usually say for myself as well too, is that truthfully at the end of all of this, (laughs) I, I genuinely believe that uh, you know, I need this group more than this group needs me, and it's and and I feel that, and uh, it, and it, it's helped me. I can tell you guys, just in a short short amount of time, I'm I'm doing things that I've always told myself I was gonna do, but I've now, welcomely put you know some weight on my shoulders that says, hey, do it, and and I have the same negotiations that Coach Craig's talking about with myself, and and I just know, you know, I made a. It, a challenge to some of these guys jokingly about a month and a half ago when it came down to weight room that I was like, Hey, I'm going to come back looking better than you. And that should not happen. You know, it, it really, your, your coach shouldn't be outworking you in the weight room for what it's worth. And, and that, Hey, if I achieve it, whatever, who, who cares, but I needed it for myself. And it's just a matter of pushing it and doing it. It's, it's, it's brought me back to life personally of just, you know, feeling that, that energy and, and love for myself uh, that I can give to, to others to hopefully try to let them know, hey, I say this with love as well too. If I was teammates with anybody right now, you wouldn't have a chance because it just, it, I'm so driven and determined that it, for what I'm working on and what I'm doing every day at practice right now, I wish I was out there with those guys on the field as, as I'm training and pushing myself. It's a fun aspect right now to know for no other reason other than to just get better, feel better about where things are going. But with the, uh, with the next question, Coach, can you tell us a little bit about the culture you're helping build at the University of San Francisco and how accountability actually plays into that culture?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I'll say this to everyone on the call. Like if you're ever interested in information, just hit me up on Twitter, DM, whatever. I mean, I think my contacts out there, but I'll, I can put my cell phone in the chat. I'm 24 seven doesn't matter like you call doesn't matter I I don't sleep much Um, and I'd love to hear from you but um, yeah I I started it back in high school I I started this idea of I saw how stressed out the players were that I was coaching I had really talented players I was if anybody's heard me talk in the past I coached at Sarah High School San Mateo California NorCal was where Barry Vons and Tom Brady went to name a few Lynn Swan um some some pretty ridiculous athletes right so every it's all boys catholic school so every kid that's born in that community you know they think they're gonna be the next bonds and brady and so i got these guys and they're talented there's no doubt but they grew up being the best of the best and then they got to freshman year they were pretty good because they were talented they were more talented than most of the kids around them i think it's jv year sort of like whatever and then by the time they got to the varsity level and all the dudes were as good or better than them, it got real for these dudes fast. So they never really had to experience um, this discomfort of like what it feels like to compete against somebody as good as you or better, but most importantly, better. And then the league is really tough. So I saw the stress, I saw the anxiety, I saw the expectation that, you know, they knew going in, like they were trying to live up to the the jerseys hanging above their heads, like Brady, Bonds, Jim Fregosi, Lynn Swan, and they're like, that's all they want to do. And so I started, I started bringing teams into, I cut, I cut out of practice, physical practice on Mondays and started a process inside of of a chapel. Um, And it was this idea where, Hey, we we need to get in there for the week uh, to start the week and, and use the space to center ourselves, get our minds, right. Slow the week down, breathe a little bit and have conversations about how we want to build our team. How we, what what matters to you, what mattered to me in the program when I was there was this idea of we act, you know, I built the program, it was all based around work ethic, attitude, commitment to team, and that spelled out, we act, I didn't realize, like I said earlier, fellas, I'm a slow learner, I I just knew that work ethic was a huge component to, to what I believed, like, I just, the relentless and intentional, purposeful work mattered, the attitude piece of it was like, don't show up unless you're ready to give to somebody else and make somebody else better. Don't come here unless you're ready to inspire somebody to be great. Like not good, not great, but maybe even legendary or iconic. And don't show up unless you're ready to to commit to somebody other than yourself. And so I was sitting in church one day and I wrote the work ethic, attitude, commitment. I wrote it out. I'm like, wait, that spells we act. I'm like, oh, my God, that's sort of like that can go different directions. And I got all fired up, right? Like, <laughs> me, I got fired up. It was like this mantra. So, like, I knew when the players left my program or left not my program, left the program that I inherited and just hope to elevate and sustain it and basically not screw it up. Um, that no matter what, man, we were going to compete like crazy. But when they left the program, they left with some transferable skills that they could take with the for them with the for the rest of their lives and and that's what you guys all aspire to do I know that and I know the players on the call are working at that every day um, but it was this idea of like hey man when you get into that job interview man nobody's gonna outwork you you're gonna have this infectious attitude and and you're gonna you're, it's about everybody else but yourself and and like it's okay to be selfish that's part of it but but you need to understand like, what can you give? Like we, we want to get, 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 but like really what can you give and and what does that feel like when you do that? So, so that's how I built the program at Sarah, because I was, to be honest, I didn't know, I didn't know what the vision was. I had to, I had to sit down and like check myself philosophically. Like, and then once I figured that out, then I started having these meetings with players and I started allowing them to create and empowering them, actually empowering them to create their own subculture so that I wanted them to, to start to create their identity based on what mattered to them, based on their voice, based on their ideas, based on their thoughts. And then they created it. And then they came to me and said, Hey coach, I think these, this is what we're attaching ourselves to. And, you know, whether it's trust, accountability, resilience, which spelled tar for one year um, and and if you spell it backwards, it was rat. And so they had like had this idea, like, hey, you know, this is this is what we this is our subculture to the culture that the program um, vision is. And and so tar means like, hey, we 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 want it to be messy. We want to be in the one run games. We want to be facing the number one dude four times in a row because that's what we're gonna get because that's where you guys play. That's the environment you're in and you, we're going to love to do that. So tar means like the glue. Like we, if we say tar from the dugout, that just means like we're going to come together that much more and we're binded together. And then rat became like this idea of like, hey, anytime we get with two strikes, you, you, we're going to be rats. And then they st- described all these characteristics of rats, how they're resilient. They don't give up. They don't quit. They find a way. They're problem solvers. They work together great as a team. And I guess they do. Do they? Do rats work together? Great as I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. That that could be debated. But anyways, I mean, it's stuff you you guys haven't. You know, you you've all heard this stuff before. But so so, fortunately, I was I was you know I, I was I moved on from there to the University of San Francisco and and built the same and and really expanded the the role. And so I get the players, I get the head coach. There has been there 24 years. He's a brilliant man. You know, Giritano, if you get a chance to, to listen to him speak at any time, please do. He's inspiring. He's a, he's a difference maker, but uh, you know, he, he came, his recruiting coordinator came Troy Nakamura and saw one of these experiences where I had these meetings intentionally. And uh, he's like, that's the game changer. Like we, we need, we need that. And so so they, you know, through conversation, when I moved over there, I started them five years ago and um, it's been, it's been transformational for me. I think it's impacted the, the program, but really what it, what it is, is it's a, it's an environment where we, once you know what you're playing for, and once you know there's a defined vision and there's a set of standards and the players understand it, know it, live it, believe in it, inspired, they're inspired by it and they, they value it. It becomes it becomes uh, this idea of like, we're just trying to protect the culture. So we have these meetings every week with them. And at the end of the meetings, there's affirmations and constructive criticisms. And like, unless you've defined it and and unless it's in stone, like you don't understand it unless it's like clearly defined. But now we're to a place where these dudes have been with me for five years. They know it. I just facilitate, I'm like, I'm just sort of a fan watching because I'm there, but like, They're running, they run it. It's player driven. And the end of the meetings four players present every week on certain topics. And and then at the end of the meetings, it's it's this opportunity for players to to speak uh, about the team or, you know, Hey man, Austin, man, I I saw you get down there for early work and work on that two strike approach, brother. I stay with it, man. It's going to pay off. That's, that's what I'm talking about. And then it's like, boom, bro hug, sit down. But then I also saw last week, we had a player come up, check one of our freshmen and be like, Hey man, like, the comments you made at the beach workout, 7 a.m., man, that's not what we're about, and and, and we got to be better. That should not come out of your mouth, and 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 so he said it, right, and then the kid got up, because there's this, like, bro hug that's got to happen no matter what, and they bro hugged, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a test of the culture right here. Does this freshman go back to his seat and sit down, or does he continue walking up to the front of the room to address the group, and thankfully, he, he came up to the front of the room. He's like, fellas, like, what I did today was unacceptable. I'm all in, I made a mistake. I know I've probably just fractured a little bit of the trust, but I'm going to work hard to earn that back because I love you and you're all my brothers. And, and uh, my actions didn't, didn't align with what, what we've been building in this room for the last 14 weeks. So it was like, man, like, how can you hate on that kid? Right? Like, that's, that's what, it, that's what the, that's what the environment's for. And so they're able to stay ahead of, of like those little, you know, I mean, we've all been in dugouts where there's those little fractures, and but I'll tell you this though, man, I've been doing it for a long time. It's a twenty-four-seven operation, man. It's a, there's no days off, there's no minutes off. It's constant work, constant work, and as good as maybe we, I think it is. It's it still needs to be better. That was awesome. <laughs> but I that was awesome. I mean, it's it's pretty uh, vague, but I, if you guys want information on how I design it, if, if any of you ever want to be a part of it, and see it in action, you're more than welcome. Our recruits come in with their families now. It's it's uncensored, it's unsolicited, and it's like man, it's it's just real. It's just a bunch. It's thirty five dudes just being real.
0: Right, right, and and again, again you know, the, the, the culture from the ground up, and that those are wins as a group that you that don't get counted on any kind of statistical sheets that those are wins as people that, you know, again, that that moment probably forced that freshman to grow tenfold. And it, just like you said, he handled it the right way. And then whatever fractured trust there was, it was just bonded with a super glue that was probably, you know, stronger than gorilla glue and it would it probably, uh, you know, keep a wig on my head for, for forever if I went to go with it for sure. But that, that's, that's awesome. And leading into the, the next one, I feel like it actually, you know, can give your perspective a little bit more in, in an area that we'll all get a chance to talk about here if we choose. But, you know, can you share a little bit about a time in your life that, hey, your accountability was not the strongest? Yeah. Thing?
1: So this is a very easy one for me. So coming out of high school, I was <clears throat> so I have hemophilia. It's a bleeding disorder. I have severe hemophilia. So I'm a bleeder. And, and so I played high school basketball and baseball and I have, it attacks your joints. And so I have a bad right ankle joint and I played basketball and baseball and, um, in high school. And I really had this passion to play baseball. And I was like, no, what am I gonna do out of high school? And I, I, I belonged to this, like a, this, this boys club in, in, where I, in, in the community I grew up, which was a small little Italian community in North Beach in San Francisco. And I went to this boys club, I grew up there. Um, And a lot of money was left by by in a trust by a, a woman that that loved the University of San Francisco, ironically, and she said, we want the money to go to Italian boys that were loyal to the Salesian Boys Club. And so the director of the Boys Club calls me in my senior year and says, Hey, we got money. We'd like, to, we'd like to give you this opportunity to go to University of San Francisco. I wasn't going to play baseball. I was done. My career was over or whatever. I wanted to play, but I was like, I'll just go to school. I had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't socially, emotionally mature enough. I should never have done it, but I did it. I had to take two classes in the summer. I'm talking a $70,000 education. and Here I am going to this university and I take these two summer classes right across the street from the school, the university was an all girls high school. And I met a girl and as I'm going to school there, I'm actually starting to to not go to class and meet up with this girl. And long story short, I completely screwed this opportunity up. It wasn't for baseball, it was just, it was a great education and I had to then I had to then like, eventually after the semester, I'm like, okay, I gotta go have a conversation with the director that gave me this opportunity because I'm like failing miserably. And this is how dumb I was, fellas. This is how dumb I was. I did not realize that you had to actually drop classes. So I actually took Fs in all those classes, never dropped them, which made it miserable for me later Um, but I have never forget the day I walked into the director's office and I had to own my mistakes and tell him like I mean I screwed this opportunity up I this is what I've been doing I haven't been holding up my end of the bargain and I don't want I you know I I I don't know what else to say other than I'm really sorry and I I need I need to figure some things out in my life right now and so that was a whole semester at university at at USF that I screwed up Because of distractions and noise and not being mature enough, not being, you know, smart enough, not holding myself accountable enough and royally screwed that up, took the next semester off. And then that's when I went into junior college and then eventually transferred into into uh, Bellevue in in Nebraska and then ended up coming back and starting my teaching and coaching career.
0: That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing some uh, candidness about some some shortcomings that you felt like you personally went through and fun and beautiful in a crazy way that you get to circle back to a place that you know you, you felt like you failed yourself and now you get an opportunity that much more to mm-hmm. uh to raise it up that much more to try to help these kids not hey not drive into that brick wall that you drove yourself into in in that situation so uh so guys uh kind of want to go ahead and uh open it up here and in, into the community for ourselves and and really uh you know it can be A, Q&A. it can be a hey share something on your heart a if it's as much as hey i want to be able to go ahead and say this is what i want to do and pair up with an accountability partner one of the things last week that we did was was kind of get some accountability partners for ourselves. uh we didn't necessarily do it from within the group, but we said, hey, choose somebody that you care about that wants to see you do better and tell them, hey, this is what I want to do, improve this week. I'm going to check in with you every day and we're going to see where where we uh, ended up being. And, and personally, uh, you know, me and Alan have had, I've uh, been trading, uh, Alan Jager, have been trading messages back and forth each week, and, uh, this week for ourselves. And and it's been awesome. You know, mine maybe to say a little bit, Easier uh, because they're just a a couple of actions that I wanted to do. You know, working out, personally develop, reading a book. You know, but hey, like I said, for the first time in a long time, I can say, hey, I've worked out seven days in a row. I read seven days in a row. I, you know, I listened to personal development audio seven days in a row. And you better believe I'm going after eight tomorrow. You know, so that's just it's been fun. We're gonna continue it. So I would suggest strongly get with somebody that you care about. Even if it's somebody on your team that you have a, a tighter relationship right now, start it between yourselves, start, start that strength right here right now, because that will grow. Somebody else will see you on the team as things continue to go and grow. And I know we're all away from our teams right now as well too. So it's that much easier to not be accountable to yourself because there's not as many eyes on you, but this is the perfect time. This is the separating moment for baseball or where we really do get to see when we come back for the spring, who put in the work and who completely took the time off. Sometimes your bodies need a rest and that's fine, but you'll know and only you'll know when that appropriate time is. But does anybody for themselves uh, have either uh, any questions for Coach Craig or uh, anything that they'd like to share? You know, I definitely want to hear from you guys for sure. This is about you.
1: Oh, let's go. I want to hear
0: from you guys. Come on. All right, we got Cade. Cade took off the mic. I don't
2: have any questions or anything. I just wanted to make a couple comments on um, stuff that you brought up. Um, when you said doesn't matter, get better. Absolutely love that. Um, and also I've seen before I first saw it, it was Lamar Jackson was doing like an interview or something. He wore a shirt and said, um, I don't care. work harder. And like, that's just, that's within that mentality. I absolutely love that so much. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to bring up was the video that uh, Kirk assigned as, or not assigned was part of the email that you kind of like do we, we, The video that I love the most was uh, Charlie Johnson's Ted Talk. Um, Some of the things, the key takeaways I wrote down is the power of one day and creating and changing habits. So just like being accountable for one day at a time to create positive change in your life is just like one tiny day can become incrementally large over time. And that we've talked about this a bit already just having a like-minded group of people around you helps so much with that accountability aspect. Like could be teammates, other coaches, just stuff like that. So those are just some things for this week that I wanted to talk about. Um, it's, I've really enjoyed this week so far. I've enjoyed the guests and enjoyed the videos. Like, it's just been a great week for this.
0: Awesome, I appreciate that kid, definitely. And I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll post up some uh, the, the video links. Uh, there's just a couple of YouTube videos that actually this week weren't too long. They were more like five, six minute ones. Um, but uh, there's some some good just tidbits. And that's just, again, you know, like Kate's talking about, we're just trying to plant seeds as much as mm-hmm. we can and and watering the seeds that are going to give us the best returns on our investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's these different stories and, and I'm going to butcher it. But, you know, it's just pretty much there's two wolves, you know, in, in, in which one lives and the one that you feed. Mm-hmm. And, and you, it's either the, the discipline or the, the shortcoming, you know, which, which one do you actually want to feed for yourself? And, and I, I strongly advise feeding the one that's got your best interest in involved and not the one that's got, uh, Craig, as we talked about some, uh, instant gratification, you know, we're, we're, yeah. we're trapped in that for sure. A little bit, a little bit too much of instant gratification for ourselves these days when, 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 when in reality, man, many of these times when you do these things that you don't want to do, you do get instant gratification out of that actual action for yourself. It might not have instant results, but you know, you accomplished something that you were supposed to do for yourself. And, and, and Austin, like, uh, I, I'm not trying to steal or jump or make, make anybody have to talk, but, um, man, I, I kind of want to ask you a, a, a more of a personal question as somebody that had to. Dude, you got thrown through the ringer and and oh, yeah. you had to do a lot for yourself as a person just to get back to where you'd already worked so hard to get. So, um, you know, take me through, if you don't mind, in the group a little bit, you know, your your mental process through through what you had to go through this summer as, uh you know, you had ups, you had a lot of peaks and valleys. You got the opportunity to get to where you want to get and make an impact. But man, you had life try to tell you, I'm going to make you earn it. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. So this summer I was pretty much a free agent. I was in the transfer portal, uh, found a forever home. I feel like right now. And I was doing really good in the summer, made a bunch of relationship with a bunch of guys. And we were coming towards the end. And then I got very sick. I was hospitalized for three, four days. I had a bunch of different things going on. And uh, I actually went from 190 pounds to 150 pounds. I was skin and bones after I just spent four or five months getting into what I thought was the best shape of my life. So when that hit, I didn't know what was actually going to happen. So I get here at App State and they're like, what happened? Like. (laughs) why do you look like this? And I was like, look, I got sick. I was in the hospital, this, that, and other thing. So mentally for me, I go into the weight room and I can only squat 225 pounds, which for me, we have dudes that are benching that on a daily basis.
2: And that's all (laughs) I can do.
3: And Exhausted, frustrated, literally everything that would make me say, you know what, I'm just hanging the cleats up. Like I'm good. But we have A guy here, his name's Jacob. He's a psychiatrist guy, not really, but he's into it. And I sit down, talk to him for three and a half hours one day just about everything. And he told me that the relationship that you have with an outlet that you can find that's healthy will keep you from going down. The wrong path which for me was hanging it up saying I'm good because something hit me that was unexpected so I feel like that was the biggest part for me and now I'm back I'm healthy I'm doing everything that I told him I would do but I feel like that was probably one of the hardest times in my life and if that is the hardest time then I'm living a pretty pretty solid life so
0: all right. Longest home run in the fall at App State for sure. That's nice, man. We want to see some more of those during during the season, man, for sure. Oh, absolutely was, will. Austin, yeah. that's inspiring, man. Uh, <sighs> and anybody uh anybody else got anything that they uh they got to uh, wanna wanna put on their sleeve right now. I'm not sure if I have to unmute you or anything like that, but Chris, feel free, please.
2: I just want to say, Austin, congrats, man. Thanks for sharing that and keep and keep it up. Thank you. You're mm-hmm. welcome.
3: I actually, uh, I have a question for Coach Giannino, if you don't mind. Yeah, what you got, Austin? Uh, going back to you were talking about giving that example of the uh, upperclassmen checking the freshmen, I feel like that goes back to the relationships that you set a foundation for for your players, between not only you and the players, but the players themselves. If you don't mind elaborating on what kind of relationships you have with your players.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's not even about senior to freshman. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's equal opportunity. And I think that, you know, I've been a part of like a hierarchy team and program before. And it's like, man, at the end of the day, we're all trying to, I mean, I think we're all trying to go the same direction, right? Like, we all want to try to get to the Top of the mountain to get, you know, top of the mountain. And I think that the teams that understand like the the teams with the older dudes that have been through it, that understand that if they can mentor these younger dudes in a way that that is healthy, that's welcoming, that's inviting, that's like, we're going to expedite their process and their development. They're going to still go through their growing pains because they're young and they don't know what they don't know but the hierarchy deal is a flawed model like flawed it's not sustainable and so so i think it's about like you know they say iron sharpens iron right i don't care if you're a freshman i don't care if you're a senior i mean i had a, a kid that played for me the other night on a call he's he's in triple a right now with the with the a's he's a catcher colin thoreau he's 27 years old and he was talking to a group of kids that i was doing a call with and he just talked about at spring training like he they have a dinner with the catchers all the catchers in the a's organization and he's just like man look he's like he tells him at dinner he's like listen fellas, like i hope you all hit 300 and i hope i hit 301 um and it's just like this idea of like we're gonna push each other Um, and we're going to love on each other and we're going to help each other get better. Um, and, and let the chips fall where they may, but that's, that's what elevates all of us. And that's what helps all of us get better. And so this idea of like, let's haze the freshmen. I mean, it's just such a immature, shallow approach philosophically. Like, what is that? Like, I'm not a fan. And so, you know, I don't, you know, if a freshman has got to say something to a senior, he should be able to say it. Like, obviously he has to earn the trust and he's got to develop the relationship, but I think once the relationships are formed and forged and they're forged be out of like the effort that the individuals put into each other. Um, then, then once you, once you have that relationship, I can be like Austin, man, do get, get it together, brother. I, we need you, but right now you're something isn't right. And, you haven't been given your best effort and, and we need you though. And it's just coming from a place of love, like, cause you, you know how I feel about you. So I can make that withdrawal because I've made those deposits in the, in previously. Right. So I think that for me and, and, and the, you know, the, I want to say that, I guess it's the freedom, the trust, I guess that our head coach has in me because I've been a head coach he it's like it's not about <clears throat> it's not about this like top down dictatorship it's like we're all working along each other side each other and we're all trying to get better so it's horizontal and when it needs to be top down it needs to be top down right like I get it but But for the most part, man, we do our best work when we're all working alongside each other. And like, man, I'm going to learn from you. You're going to learn from me. You know, you had a conversation with your guy at App State that gave you some insight that helped you get better and helped you see some things that probably helped your confidence and ultimately helped your belief in yourself. Like that, that's what it's about. Like that dude right there is someone that you'll be able to have in the in your life, as long as you want that dude in your life for the rest of your life. So if I was to say to you, Austin, man, like, you know, when you were going through that that period of time, and I said, hey, man, out of a, on a scale of one to five, assess your confidence level, one to five, one being poor, five being elite. Assess your aggressiveness in, in in attacking whatever task you are involved in, one to five. What would that number be? And then assess your relaxation, your poise and composure, in that you know, and so it's just about self-reflection. And it's like, we're we're all unfinished products. So if we, if we can't like be real and like strip down the barriers and be like, Hey man, I'm 50 years old brother. And I have insecurities, fears, doubts. And like, I'm like, I was nervous to get on this call tonight. Like I was nervous because I care. And I was nervous because like, maybe what if I say this and they don't like, but like, I got to get past that. Right. Because my intentions are in the right place. Like I want to help grow people. I want to help you know if there's one nugget or one one thing i put down on the table that you pick up then like you know what i can live with that but like i it doesn't come out perfect it doesn't come out polished kudos to men to the elite dudes like sheets and jaeger and those dudes because like those dudes are rock stars i'm not a rock star i'm just like this italian kid from a small town in san francisco that's just trying to make a difference in the world with dudes and I've been lucky enough to be around guys because uh, I don't even know how I've been. I've been lucky. I've been blessed and lucky. But, you know, but for you, Austin, like, man, you're you're an inspiration, brother. And like, like, you've been through some stuff, you've been through through some things. And so like that, that's a great learning experience. And that's hardened you. And, and it's like, man, let's go what's next, right? Like, and it goes back to uh, is Kate still here? Yeah, it goes back to Kate, like, you know, doesn't doesn't matter, get better. Like, it's just like, those are words, right? And every team and every player and every coach tells you about, hey, these are our values or and, and they're great. And, and, and I think you have to have some sort of foundation, but I'm not about words. I'm about actions. So if the actions don't align to the words, they're empty. They're empty. It means nothing. So we've got to act on it in our behaviors. Our behaviors are what produces the 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 culture and the winning and the and the success and 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 so if the, if the behaviors align and match that's where the consistency starts to to form right long-winded sorry
0: guys no coach you know like i gotta say uh you know i'm in a safe space so you know i, I almost did but uh man like i felt myself honestly like welling up right now because i i felt you making me better like just though that that last bit right there was was pure and strong and and i appreciate that because guys do we not understand how often we learn from others more than we actually even learn from ourselves like that, that's why we can listen to these different things and why it's why we can take in movies and, and quotes and different stuff that just pierces us because we just know like, hey, that's that reflected in me of what I want to bring out into the world. And you guys are in this pure form right now where, look, whatever mistakes that you happen to make, you get to come back to some different stuff of knowing, hey, I, I know, but I know I know what's right. I know what's right for me. More importantly, but you're still allowed to make your mistakes. You're still allowed to grow up and, and understand what you need to figure out because life experience is going to punch you in the gut. Austin, you got punched a little harder earlier, but that punch is going to now take you into a different situation and say, uh, uh-uh, uh I've been here. And now, now, now even try to punch me, try to knock me down, but I'm ready to get back up. I'm not, I'm not taking any 10 count on this one. And, uh, coach, I want to, I want to kind of lead that into the opportunity for you to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what you're going to be having going on at the ABCA uh, this coming um, January for ourselves and kind of just put it out there what you got going on, please, if, if you can share that coach.
1: Yeah, I'll, um, before I jump into that, I just wanted to just, just because I, I, I'm a, I'm a process oriented person. And I talked about no do own right from Ken Revisa, but take it a step further or align it right next to it side by side. And it's another self-reflective process and players or coaches. And I think we're all in these levels at certain times, but ask yourself, like, man, are you, are you surviving? If you're surviving, you're probably not too accountable to, to what you need to be doing in that moment at that time in your life. Are you thriving? Thriving is great. It's good, but, but it's thriving. It's not leading. So it's, It's, it's this idea of, and you take your players like from freshmen and going into college, right? And I'm sure Austin, he jumped off, he jumped off, but it's, you know, I'm sure there was a level of survival, right? So survive, thrive, lead are three, three components and levels of like, at the end of the day, we want our players to end up being able to lead. And the faster they can get to that place, man, when you have 35 dudes leading each other and leading themselves, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty special and pretty synergetic. you know, it's the national convention. Um, but, uh, I, I was lucky enough about I don't know ten years, 11, 12 years ago. I got to spend a lot of time with Augie Um, We had some close connections. You know, you're all you all know who Augie is, right? Yeah. So, a, a unbelievable man, mentor, friend. Um, I I went and <clears throat> watched him in action at Texas for about seven, eight years in a row, and just wanted to sort of study st- why, why, why was he so successful and why was he able to win a national championship in four different decades? Like that, that's some evolution of teaching, that's some adaptability, that's, that's special. And then he built a program with nothing and, then, and was successful. And went to a program with everything, all resources, and was successful. So, just wanted to sort of study that, and I got, I got more than I ever would have thought out of that experience. And so, we spent a lot of time together. I encouraged him to speak, and you know, he he, oh, you know, what am I going to speak about? And and Kirk talked about it earlier, right? He talked. If you if you can if you get a chance to watch his video from uh, the ABCA in Indianapolis. I think it was in 2017 or 18, right before he passed away. You know, his the title was: "Is it a game of failure or is it a game of opportunity?" And he just had this philosophical mind. It was a contagious energy, a contagious spirit. His messages and principles were are, are special. And I promised him that I would do whatever I could to continue to spread his spirit, spread his message. And so I'd been going to the ABCA for many years. And I always went to the hot stove, the pitching hot stove, the hitting hot stove, etc. And so finally, I was like, why is there no like leadership, team building, team development, culture development, environment development, hot stove? And so I was like, we got to change that. Like Augie, this is what Augie lived for. This is like where his messages and philosophies are embedded. And so... I reached out to Tim Corbin and said, Tim, could you back me on this? And, you know, I get like, you know, that the hitting hot stove and the pitching hot stove is going to be off the charts, right? You're going to get everybody there. We're going to talk about spin rate. We're going to talk about launch angle, all of it. Right. All the day. Like, what are we doing to build young men? What are we doing for the human element of the game? Like how are we putting the cart before the horse? Like in my, that's just my opinion. Like I got no data. That's just my opinion. Like, We're dealing with personalities and human heartbeats. Like we gotta find a way to touch the heart. Because, and that's what Augie did. Like those dudes' hearts were touched. And once those things were touched, the minds were touched, and those minds then turned on, and then they bought in because that dude was that dude was a motivator and an inspirer, and he was contagious with his messages and his teachings. And so I just said, Tim, could you back it? And and so last couple of years, we we started this leadership hot stove and, and they did it and it's great. It's gained some momentum. And, and I really would, you know, if you get a chance to go to the, if you're going to be in Chicago, please come. If you can, we're going to be, I got Nate Trotsky. I got a panel of speakers this year. I got Lauren Johnson, Nate Trotsky and Dr. Barry Davis out of Ryder University who, you know, are brilliant minds. And I'm going to, I'm going to lead them through a Q and a and, and, and then listen, and then and then ask questions from you, you know, we want to hear from you guys, and just, just try to make it a valuable experience, so that you can take one or two things back to your program, or as a player, add to your game, and, um, but I think it's, it's a difference maker, I, I really believe that, and, um, you know, it's all, I mean, the, the physical, obviously, the physical part of the game is obviously a huge need, but, like, it's only as good as how our minds operate, and you know, the will versus skill. And, you know, the one thing is this skill is temporary fellas. It's temporary, but character is infinite. It's for life. So um, that, those are, those are just rooted in Augie's messages. And so I sort of stepped outside my comfort zone saying I would do this. And, um, and here I am. And I'm, I'm just trying to, trying to live that, live that vision that I, I promised and not negotiate with myself when I get nervous. <laughs>
3: that,
0: that's awesome. That's awesome, Coach Gene. You know, I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I definitely think that you're absolutely right. And in, in knowing that, hey, that's, yes, there are the strength and there's aspects of this, but come on, our brain is a muscle. Our mind is a muscle, just as much of anything that does need to be worked out. And if that area of us is that much more rooted in, purpose and and driven you know direction how does it not show direct application into the things that you choose to put yourself into and and you know help you uh you know forge through that fire when you eventually face it because we all will go through trials and tribulations it is not if it is when we all will face some stuff that we do not want to face but it's a the preparation that we have for ourselves that hopefully gives us that much more of an opportunity to be able to move forward. Mm-hmm. And, and with saying that coach, was, was there anything that, you know, you had for yourself that yeah, you wanted to say in any kind of, uh, you know, closing or were you fine with, uh, with wrapping it up for No, for yourself well, well I have that? one thing I just wanted to get, I wanted the guys that I can see on
1: video. I just would ask if you did one thing for me. I just want you to sit up in your chair real quick. And I just want you to, I just, if you would just, just join me on this. I want you to reach as high as you can. All right, cool. All right, I want you to relax. I want you to reach a little higher. Man, I saw Kate. I saw Kate's and I saw Chris's hands. They were at the tip of the little square in the zoom. And then when I said reach a little higher, they went beyond the tip of the little zoom. So I think it's a message for our players for for, for us in general. Like, hey man, we given like what's our best effort look like, man. You had more in the tank to give, fellas the second time like why didn't we give all of that the first time no disrespect to you guys at all (laughs) i'm just like i'm just having fun like just you know no fellas like listen man if i can be of any help to you down the road um i would love to talk to you connect with you i threw my cell phone in the chat please hit me up hit me on twitter dm me whatever if i like i said i'm here for you and uh really more you're here for me so Um, Kirk thank you so much for what you're doing brother you got something special going and you're gaining some momentum keep it rolling and I'm glad that I was able to be a part of this thing tonight and and I'm really thankful for the guys that hung in there tonight and listened to me I said I wasn't going to talk at you but I think I talked
0: at you so I apologize for that no 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 problem at all I really appreciate it and uh, you know respect for everybody's time as well too well I'll go ahead and you know hit you with a little bit of a little bit of a closing but you know Guys, I just want to thank you again for taking the time this evening to, to spend it with us, you know, and most importantly, to invest into yourself. Nothing that you feel is worthwhile will be easy, but at the end of the day, you will get the chance to know that you intentionally built your life. Uh, Eddie Panero, uh, a r- real good up-and-coming motivational speaker that I really enjoy, um, says in a video of his, and I'm sure that it's said by many others, that everybody just sees the finish line. They didn't see the 10,000 hours. They didn't see all the work, the blood, sweat and tears that went into it. They just see the results. But, you know, you know, so keep putting it in. Keep challenging yourself to be better and work your whole life to become an overnight success. Thanks again for the opportunity to share an hour with you guys. Looking forward to seeing you next week. So, uh, you know, with that, let's uh, close it on out. Really appreciate Coach Giannino again and everybody else that took a couple of minutes to uh, to chat. I challenge you guys uh, that want to be on the call next week to go ahead and hey, soak in the videos that might be recommended. If you get the email, I'll try to do a better job of making sure that I give even the people that aren't in the email chain the opportunity to see some of that stuff. And and just like Coach said, I want this to turn into where you're presenting more than I'm doing anything at all, where where we get an opportunity to learn from each other and where you get an opportunity to voice your you know, personal views and opinions, because, hey, what you have to say might make all the difference to somebody else. And you'll never know until you get a chance to actually say those words. So, again, thanks, everybody. I appreciate the time. Appreciate you guys staying with us as we went over. Have yourself a great night. Looking forward to next week. Go have a great one. Take care, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, fellas. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Take care. Thank y'all very much. I appreciate it. Hey, Absolutely.